This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. And this week we have our wives panel. This is the second of two series, and I have in studio Holly and Jessica, and also I have returning from Colorado Springs, Mrs. Sandy England, who facilitates our wives' ministry. And So Sandy, how are you liking our balmy, warm weather here? Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to jump in with some questions, and we'll do a little bit of roundtable discussion. So you've those of you who have listened to the show have known that I've talked about yoga pants from time to time, how basically they're not much more than black pantyhose that exposes way too much information on the female anatomy. So I want to start with saying, Jessica, what is your take on this from a wife's perspective? Honestly, I never really thought of it until I started having the issues with my husband and I think I get triggered more than my husband nowadays or throughout our marriage seeing it just knowing uh oh my is my husband gonna see this and it just makes you kind of crazy sometimes I mean I'd be at a park sometimes seeing scanning and like oh my gosh what if my and my husband's not even there and that's where women can get triggered too like I said I never even thought of it never even came to my mind and now I get triggered with things like this because of what has happened in our marriage and so what I do see that it is an issue now um and I wear them too sometimes (laughs) still so um it's just a hard topic because it's so common too um of what people are wearing nowadays anyone else I'm glad that you brought that up because um, after listening to that show, uh, one of the shows where you mentioned it, so I have a 17-year-old daughter, um, and, you know, she, even just going to the gym, uh, I happened to notice that she was wearing, uh, not not flesh-colored, but she was wearing, like, you know, gym pants, and... Um, I shared with her your message and she said, you know, mom, I'm not, I'm not dressing for, for, for boys or, you know, for, for men. Um, I, I dress for myself and I just said, you are missing the point completely. And, um, you know, we just, we had a very candid conversation right there about, what that triggers in men. And I think with her in her 
17-year-old brain, she doesn't understand that yet. And um, it, I think it takes being in a personal relationship or experiencing something that could be traumatic to completely understand it. Um, but I wanted to make it very clear to her that even if it is for her, that how devastating it can be for her mom hmm. or for people that her mom are friends with, for other men that we know. And um, so I really feel like it helped because I have since seen a change. She was wearing just a T-shirt and regular shorts when she went to the gym the next day. And um, so planting that seed, it never hurts to say something, to say, hey, you know, this could be hurting somebody else. And I mean, I know you don't think of it as, as hurt, but it is. And I don't think anybody truly wants to create that. They don't. Um, so it's great that you got that message out there just to even plant the seed and think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> is this something that should be discussed openly from the pulpit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Why not? Because it's it's part of lustful looking. Mm-hmm. It's part of the sin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think awareness needs to be. Um, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in what we're doing and what I like and what makes me comfortable that we are so unaware of our impact on other people just by comments, just by clothes, just by a lot of things. I think it should be addressed. You know, why are we dressing that way? And maybe you do like it, but do you realize what you're doing impacts others? And if we're a community and we're the body of Christ, what you're doing impacts us all Mm. in the community. Agreed. All right, a little bit different direction here. Um, Last year they came out with a survey where half of Christian youth said that casual sex was okay. So promiscuity outside of marriage, not a big deal now in youth in the church. Um, One survey a bit ago showed 68% of Christian men viewing pornography, 74% of youth viewing pornography. Um, So it's sounding to me like we're losing the battle. I mean, when you have 74% of your youth viewing porn on a consistent basis, I mean, to me, that's a greater epidemic than COVID. Because it's been going on for years, decades. So, ladies, what is your take on all this? Well, I, I am afraid for what my daughters are going to embark upon as they get older. And uh, what I mean by that is that those numbers are uh, basically lower their chances of becoming um, uh, in a, to become in a relationship with a, a boy, a young man who has not seen pornography or doesn't look at it every day. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've had these conversations with my daughters, and I know that the boys at their school are looking at pornography. And the impact that I have explained to them is that this is 
This is not something that enhances. This is something that is going to devastate your relationship. They can't have a physical relationship with you. They can't have a spiritual relationship with you if they're looking at pornography. And even if they're friends with them, even still, I think it can still really affect their minds. Um, so what I have said is that it's very important for the, the girls or the boys or, or both to have these conversations and say, you know, if you want to be in my life, this is a deal breaker for me. And to really stand strong on that and encourage that person to um, to swap that out. So for a meaningful relationship versus a, you know, pornography on their phone. Mm. Well, I think um, my main concern is now how available it is. Before, it's like you had to go buy a magazine or do something, but now it's just so widespread. And that's where the enemy can really attack homes even younger than we were attacked before. And so awareness is huge because, like I said, I didn't even really know it was a problem until I saw how not only it affected me as the wife, but it also affects my sons. It affects everyone around you. And when you do research, you, it even you realize that it affects the men or the woman, whoever's doing it, literally in their brain and can cause damage if it's been years and years. And and I just see it as it's a really a spiritual warfare right now, and it is strong, um, but we are equipped to fight this with God's word and raising our kids with awareness and and bringing in the spirituality to fight it um, is very important. And I do believe that we can. Um, the enemy always makes us feel like everything's so overwhelming. Um, but really, I've seen in an instant a prayer be answered, which you never thought could happen, and you feel it immediately in the room. And so there is ways you can protect your home, and it's not going to be with passwords and codes, and you can feel a little better about it, but it's really with God's Word in the home and in in your life as an example, creating it for your kids because they will be attacked and they will be attacked young. Um, but it is not a losing battle. I do feel that I've seen amazing work in in lives um, internally. So you're saying parents seem to be really aware of the spiritual battle. Yes, yes, definitely. And that and, their home isn't just this little Pollyanna safe zone. Right. Yeah, it is out there and it is they he will find a way. So you need to prepare your kids for this. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate both of you saying that because I think it's actually awareness, not just in our home, but groups, moms, you know, wives groups, men's groups. Your children are being impacted. If you're impacted and you guys didn't know, then it was exposed 
So now it's like we have to make an awareness, not just in our Pollyanna homes, as you said, but in our churches, in our groups, in our I love that Holly shared with her daughter. This is the impact of what this is. You may run into this. You're sharing with people. We've got to start really talking about this, not be ashamed. We need to ask church leaders. We need to ask group leaders, kind of like our meeting last night. It's like they may not be able to, but we can. We can do the grassroots. Hey, we need to talk to our kids, not only support ourselves as wives, and get support for our husbands, but we really need to focus on our youth because those numbers are staggering. So why are we getting slaughtered, and what should we be doing to, that will be effective to reverse this trend? When I say we, I mean the church. Mm, that's a great question. Why are we being slaughtered? It completes spiritual warfare, I believe. And... Um, prevalence, I mean, accessibility, but that doesn't mean that it is a losing battle. Um, It just takes one person to be the exception and to be the example. And, you know, I truly believe that that can start the trend. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I feel like the the teens and the the early 20s are so influenced by social media mm. that they could be influenced in such a positive way by people who are turning away from pornography mm-hmm. from people who decide that they they want to be a spiritual leader for their followers their online followers and having that impact and I, you know, that is just one thing that I have always tried to say to my dad, be the exception. That ma- that's what makes you stand out, not doing what everybody else is doing. Be the exception. And um, she is. She's, she's found some rewards in that, truly. And I think that there's so much more respect in that than there is with going with what the crowd is doing, um, speaking up and saying, you know, that's wrong. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I realize that that's, that is cliche, but you have to keep saying that, showing it, walking it and, um, letting your children experience the rewards of it. And, you know, like Jessica was saying, I pray with my children every day, um, send them prayer texts. It, my daughter will text me from school and say, I, I need you to pray for me right now because this is something that's going on. And, wow. I, you know, I love it. And and this is my, my daughter where I have – been on my face on the ground praying for her when she was younger, thinking this is not going to end well. And um, boy, I'll tell you, there is power in prayer. Mm. Absolutely. So that was kind of long. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm right there with you, though. I think, you know, our main reason why we're why we're being impacted by this is, 
is basically it's not the war on porn. It's not the war on alcohol. It's just, you know, that's not the real problem. It is a problem, but it's deeper. You know, it's like that story where they say they were helping all – I can't remember as many versions of helping all the kids get out of the water and they, the friends kept helping them and helping them and then the other friend's like, I'm out. And they're like, what? Where are you going? And she's like, I'm going upstream to see who's throwing them in. And that's, I think, our issue is, is like we need to be upstream because we've lost contact with God. Mm. And, and in, that's why we feel these pains. That's why our husbands or our wives are in addictions and we've lost the true thing in which is us. And I think that's the most important is we need to go upstream and figure out why are we being attacked all this way and who are we inside. And I think a lot of they've taken God out of everything almost. And so a lot of these kids are not even realizing who they are inside um, deep. And so you get lost. You get lost in addictions. You get lost in easy, fun things. And then you're still lost, you know, and you're broken. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you actually start to realize, wait, why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is too much. And then and then you can actually find peace is when you go upstream. Or rogue. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got a good thing going there. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I mean it all starts and even in the wives groups as we talk about some of the biggest things we talk about is who are you in Christ? Mm-hmm. Where's your strength? And when we start, I get to witness it a lot. The ladies become very strong and they speak and then they stand firm. We need to, once we start getting that in ourselves and our relationship with the Lord, share that with others, the kiddos, the young people, the husbands. It's amazing when we start believing, as you say, go upstream, we become very powerful and we influence a lot of people, our husbands even, Mm -hmm. our children, our church bodies. I guess that's rogue. Mm -hmm. Well, Sandy, in essence, kind of what you're saying is we got to equip people on how to be spiritual warriors and fighters. Yes. Not just pew sitters. Exactly. I mean, we're not going to win a battle sitting in the pew. If we don't get out and start really focusing on people growing and who they are in Christ, then... Yeah, it's like that scripture, you know, putting on the warfare. It's it's real. Mm -hmm. And the shield is faith, having faith. That's huge. It's hard to have faith when you're in a mess. And, And the sword is the word. And that's how you fight it. You don't fight it with going crazy, trying to do this and control everything. You know, it's... He tells you how to fight it, but we just, it's hard because I think a lot of our tendencies is we try to do things ourselves. And and that's where I think it's really powerful when you come to know that you can ask and you can receive. Mm-hmm. And you can know who you are without all that mess. Even with Holly, like how proud of it, like to stop drinking, she realized it affected her. And does it affect everyone? No, but people get problems and addictions because they have issues and it's not the way to go to it to consume more it doesn't solve anything it makes you lost it does and so when you find upstream what your issue is and it's not the porn it's not the alcohol it's not 
those things, it's it's deeper mm-hmm. in your soul. Mm-hmm. And that's where you mean what Holly said earlier, like you don't want to go back, <laughs> but even just last week I was praying, saying thank you. Thank you for putting me where I was four years ago because I would have never grown the way I knew I never knew I could. <laughs> and so it, it is a blessing in disguise because you're so broken, you have nowhere else to go. You have nowhere else to go but lean on every day just to get through. And that's what that's what I believe is what's going to fight this war. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I'm, I'm watching you three, and listen, prayer is a constant theme through the last two weeks, and and I know I'm in the presence of three prayer warriors. I know Sandy's one very well, and she trains the women to be one, and, and you, you know, Holly, you were talking about being on your face, mm-hmm. crying out for your daughter, and I know Jessica has a gift for that, too, and you know what really strikes me sometimes is how I see more of the heart for prayer with the women than I do with the men. And to me, if we could just get people on their knees every weekend, we could start making a big difference. Yeah, I, I just, and I, as I was listening um, to Jessica talk, I just kept thinking about uh, Hebrews 12 that says, you know, set aside that sin that so easily entangles you. And it's such a great visual of just setting that weight down to the side, setting setting that barbed wire to the side and be free of it and run the marathon. And it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And that's what prayer is. Mm. You're setting aside that weight. You're lifting it off your shoulders. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's great to find that in the word and be able to relate to it, but then you have to do it. Yeah, doer. Doer, yeah. doer. And that's hard sometimes, yep. not going to lie. Especially when, like, you got to go to a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if I can have one person that was like me. It's worth it mm. to find who they are. Yeah, it's worth it. Yep. Sandy, talk about equipping people to be warriors. Sandy's amazing, by the way. <laughs> Agree. Um, equipping people to be warriors. Um, like these ladies are doing. They're sharing their story so that people can say, I get what they're saying. And then being able to hear them pray that you have God's heart to hear their story. And then pray like crazy to keep reminding them, keep speaking truth to them, that they are precious. They are God's daughters, and they have to stand and grow in him, and they'll be amazing Mm -hmm. as these ladies are. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know both these ladies pretty well, and they are very, very strong. I see that um, they're warriors um, to help other women stand strong, and that is such a blessing to watch God work in so many lives 
And I know he's going to do great things with these wonderful sisters. So I'm just blessed to teach him. Just be, I guess, an example to be strong in Christ and fight. And it's okay to always speak truth. Always. Mm -hmm. That's what we're seeking. God is truth. Okay. um, Oh, you just got, you just got 15 seconds. Last words to the audience. Last words. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I just I, I, I just can't encourage the audience enough to just um, pick up your Bible, reach out to your community, go to your pastor, go to your local church, reach out to Mike. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just takes just that small action to change your life. Oh, man, it's hard. I, I would say, number one, seek truth. Seek truth in who you are. Seek truth in him and pray that you ask for it in prayer, that he exposes the truth in, in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us, and thank you for joining us another show, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.